A lot of people are living with beliefs that hurt them. Beliefs that cause doubt, despair, and depression. Good beliefs give you hope, faith, and happiness. Without good beliefs, you will suffer much more than you have to in this life. Because beliefs shape your reality. When you take control of your beliefs, you take control of your reality. To understand how to have better beliefs, you first need to understand what beliefs really are. And beliefs are a form of knowing. Beliefs are necessary and the right beliefs are useful, but beliefs are the lowest form of knowing. Beliefs are ideas that do not come out of direct experience. For example, Moses parted the Red Sea is a belief. That's a statement, but it's not from anyone's direct experience. It doesn't mean that it's not true. It just means that we can't be certain because we weren't alive to experience it. The things that we're certain about are beyond being beliefs. The things we're certain about are certainties. And certainty is the highest form of knowing. Because certainty comes from direct experience. And direct experience is our reality. It's not that beliefs can't be useful or that negative beliefs aren't destructive. It's that beliefs are a less reliable form of knowing than certainty. A belief about the future can turn out to be true, but it can also turn out to be false. Certainty is what you know. I know that if I jump up, I'll come right back down. I know that with complete certainty. It's something I've experienced before and something I've experienced consistently for my entire life. It's also something I could easily prove right now if I had to. I'm certain that if I jump off my balcony, I will die. And if you ask most people why that is, the answer they would give is gravity. But it's the fall that certainty. Gravity is merely the belief. Most people would say gravity because it's what they were taught in school, even though they only have a vague understanding of the principle. Most people would never have had a reason to question the belief. So gravity is their simple knee-jerk reaction. And their belief in gravity comes from agreement, because all beliefs are based on agreement. The most widely held beliefs that seem to form an objective reality are based on nothing more than the agreement of the masses. Beliefs are bought and sold through agreement. Beliefs are defined as truth by agreement. People agree to a belief when they see that belief as the strongest argument for explaining the experiences of people, places, and things. People agree to a belief by either selling themselves or being sold by someone else. And the bulk of most people's beliefs are sold to them by thought leaders, oftentimes from beyond the grave. Hundreds of years ago, Newton got agreement from the best and brightest minds of the time that gravity is the best explanation for why things that go up must come down. Gravity fits the criteria of a belief in that it describes the experience of people, places, and things. Gravity says that if a person or thing goes up, it must come down to a specific place on the planet. And for hundreds of years, gravity was an extremely useful mental map for describing and predicting experiences. But the belief of gravity is not reality. It's the experience of people, places, and things that's reality. 
The belief is only a reality in the sense of a person experiencing a thought about gravity. The belief of gravity, however, is still taught in schools and still has agreement on a massive level. If you asked most people why they come down after they jump up, their answer would be gravity. They were sold this belief through Newton by way of the public school system. And very few people investigate this belief because there is so much agreement on the idea. This despite the advances in modern quantum mechanics that make Newtonian physics outdated. The outcome of gravity is so predictable that most people have no need to question the belief to the point that most people think of gravity as an objective law of the universe. In fact, most people don't even consider gravity a belief. They consider gravity a certainty because they're certain that when they jump up, they will come back down. But it's the experience of jumping up and coming down that certainty. Gravity is just a belief. And it's a belief or mental map that modern physicists have already left behind. It has agreement because at one point in time, Newton created the most powerful argument, and that argument got agreement from the top minds of that time, and eventually the argument got agreement from the masses based on the authority of those minds. And it still has agreement today because the school system is far behind the cutting edge of science. Even though gravity has already been dethroned as the most powerful argument, the so-called laws of science are merely the strongest arguments at a particular time in history. Until those so-called objective laws are inevitably dethroned by a more powerful argument. At one point in time, the best and brightest scientific minds believed the world was flat and the sun revolved around the earth. Don't, mis don't make the mistake of thinking the same thing won't happen to the supposedly objective laws we're taught today 300 years from now. It's gotten to a point where even the leading quantum physicists have moved away from trying to create objective laws of reality and have accepted model agnosticism. The best and brightest scientific minds have left the idea of discovering objective laws behind and instead offer beliefs or theories like string theory, simulation theory, or the metaverse in an attempt to explain how the universe works. If the best and brightest scientific minds have given up on the idea of an objective reality, I think it's time we do the same. Beliefs aren't objective reality because there is no objective reality. Your reality is subjective and based on your experience. No two people have the same belief systems, even identical twins, because no two people have the same experience of life. Even two lovers standing next to each other watching the sunset will be viewing the sunset from a slightly different angle. And they will have different thoughts and feelings related to watching the sun go down. If you're in severe pain, no one will be able to sell you an argument that your pain is not real. You will have total certainty that you're in pain because that pain is your experience. The world is made up of 6 billion people and each person has different experiences and therefore each of those 6 billion people is living in a different reality. That's not to say that our individual realities don't interact with each other. I'm speaking to you as a character in your reality right now and it's not to say that there aren't commonalities across all people and all nationalities 
that the vast majority of people value food, clothing, shelter, and medical care. The vast majority of people value relationships, money, and entertainment. The vast majority of people compete for social status, influence, and recognition, but some people don't. Some people give all that up to live with the forest monks in northern Thailand. Sure, that's a minority of people, but it proves that some people differ on even the most basic of human values. But even then, the majority of people, no two people have the same belief system. Some of those differences can be very small, small enough for people to believe in the illusion of a common objective reality. But there are also billions of people with massive monumental differences in their belief systems, and therefore massive monumental differences in their realities. There are 1 billion Muslims on the planet and 500 million atheists. Both groups are convinced that their beliefs are objective truths. Both groups have an entirely different reality because of their beliefs, to the point where some people in those groups are willing to go to war over those beliefs. You might even be listening to this right now, thinking one of those beliefs is the objective truth. But the truth is that beauty is in the eye of the beholder. We are all playing different games in the great game of life. We each live in different reality tunnels and interact with each other and the world through these tunnels. In the same way that different characters interact in an MMO or massive multiplayer online video game. So at this point, I hope we're in agreement on the fact that bad beliefs cause you pain and what beliefs really are and the difference between beliefs and certainty how beliefs are bought and sold through agreement and the fact that your experience of reality is always subjective. Having an understanding of these key concepts is crucial because they give you the basis to recreate your entire belief system to serve you. By serve you, I mean using your beliefs to create the most consistently positive states to experience every single day. With state being the combination of the thoughts, feelings, and sensations within your body. Your entire life is nothing but an experience of consistently changing states. Sometimes you're thinking positive thoughts, feeling joyful, and having healthy, healthy sensations signal to you through your body. Other times your thoughts are negative, you're feeling angry, and the sensations from your body are ones of sickness. If you can truly understand the idea that your life is a subjective experience and that you're constantly shifting through states, the only logical conclusion is to make those states as positive as possible. And to extend that line of thinking even further, the most logical thing to do is to build your entire belief system around creating those states. Because beliefs are your mental map for the journey of life. Despite the fact that beliefs don't come out of direct experience, Having beliefs is still a necessary part of playing the game of life because the right beliefs can help you consistently experience the most positive states available. Beliefs are your mental maps for steering your ship through the game of life, but they're not the territory. The territory is direct experience. Good beliefs will lead you to the territory of good experiences, and bad beliefs will lead you to the territory of bad experiences. The best beliefs will lead you to the best territory, which means consistently experiencing the best available states on a daily basis. In other words, 
using your beliefs as mental maps to create and live your ideal lifestyle. Negative beliefs destroy your ability to live your ideal lifestyle. Having negative beliefs will prevent you from living the life you deserve. Negative beliefs will take you to negative territory with mathematical precision. To get to positive territory, you need to start by examining your beliefs. And when you truly examine your beliefs, you'll be shocked at how many negative beliefs you actually have. Those beliefs will be things you picked up from your parents, teachers, friends, or society at large. Or a belief you decided on at 13 and carried through into adulthood. If I hadn't examined and dismantled the pessimistic nihilism I believed in at 13, my life would have been miserable. When you truly internalize that there is no objective reality holding you back and that reality is malleable, you'll be shocked at how much you can change for the better. At 20, I was depressed, broke, on drugs, failing out of university, had no direction and no idea what to do with my life. At 30, I was positive, comfortable, focused, and sober, but I was still working a job I hated and living through six miserable months of Canadian winters every year. Now I have a personal development business, do what I love, make passive income online, and live in the warmth and sunshine of Thailand. None of that would have been possible if I hadn't dismantled and reframed the negative beliefs that were holding me back. The easiest way to define a negative belief is as a mental map that consistently steers your ship into negative territory, with territory being your experience of life. When you examine your reality, you will be shocked at how many beliefs you have that are either holding you back or outright crippling your consistent happiness. Having been in the business of helping men live better since 2012, I've realized there are hundreds of thousands, if not millions of men, with the following negative beliefs. Beliefs about life like, I shouldn't expect more than a mediocre amount of happiness in my adult life. It's immature to want to enjoy adulthood as much as I enjoyed adolescence. Life gets worse as you get older and there's nothing you can do about it. I'm too old to change my life and should live in regret of not having made changes in my youth. Life's a bitch and then you get old, sick, and die. The world is fair, just, and reasonable and I should continue to expect life to be fair. Self-improvement is mental masturbation and a total scam. Being positive isn't realistic in the face of all the challenges in life. It's okay for me to succumb to depression and misery instead of fighting back to positivity. Life is objectively miserable and I should just give up trying to be happy. Scientific materialism is the one true faith and life is meaningless, random, and amoral. The world is going to hell in a handbasket and now is the worst time to be alive in history. Being excited and enthusiastic about life is for dumb, primitive people. Negative beliefs about yourself, like, I failed in the past and therefore will continue to fail in the future despite changing my tactics. I'm not worthy of love and respect as I am. I don't deserve to have good things. I'm too shy and embarrassed to improve myself and start acting confident. Being cool and confident is for other guys, not for me. I wasn't cool in high school, so I shouldn't be cool as an adult. I shouldn't try to be a, a boss as an adult because people will see through me and make fun of me. I should let an imaginary audience of people dictate my life decisions. I shouldn't take risks because I might fail. 
If I don't follow the path my parents want me to, I'm a disgrace to my family. My dad was right about me. I'm a loser and I'll never amount to anything. I should accept a life of quiet desperation like my dad did. I'm a victim of circumstances and bad things always happen to me. I deserve to have bad things happen to me because I'm no good. I should quit when things get really hard. I should quit because I failed in the past and I'll just fail again in the future. I should be ashamed of my race and embarrassed about the actions of other people in my race. I should be ashamed of my class and let it limit my opportunities for success. I shouldn't have to compete really hard to get what I want. I should be entitled to it. It's selfish to make happiness my primary priority. I should live to please people and put their needs first so that they approve of me. My mediocre, unfulfilling, subsistence-level life is something to lose. It's selfish not to follow the paths, the path my parents put me on. They sacrificed so much for me. I should live my life for the approval of my parents and society and at the expense of my own happiness. Negative beliefs about money, like money isn't all that important and I should be grateful for the little money that I have. Money doesn't have a massive impact on every area of my life. Money can't solve or dramatically improve every problem in my life. I don't deserve to make a lot of money and be financially free. Money is the root of all evil, and wealthy people are bad people. I can only get rich if I steal from other people and do dirty business. Having financial freedom is how the other half lives. It's not for people in my class. I should be ashamed to pursue financial freedom because there are poor people somewhere else in the world. I should be happy with making mediocre money because I have more than poor people somewhere else in the world. It's wrong to want to be rich because there are poor people somewhere else in the world. Sales is not the most important skill when it comes to getting rich. I don't like selling because selling is dirty. Sales is for dumb, primitive primitive douchebags. I don't need to learn how to sell because my products and services should sell themselves. I'll be happy calling another man my boss once I find my quote-unquote dream job. I should be satisfied with my mediocre, unfulfilling, subsistence-level job. I can get rich by investing in the stock market and giving all my money to Wall Street. I should spend more time reading about investing than getting my income up. I should spend more time reading about investing than getting my tax bill down. I should let someone else manage my money for me. Getting legally married is not a massive financial risk in today's day and age. Getting legally married is not a massive financial risk because I have game, so the odds don't apply to me. Crypto Forex or equities trading is a good way to make money. Negative beliefs about business, like building a business doesn't require massive sacrifices. I can build a business and still have a ton of hobbies and social commitments. The first two years of building a business is not going to be extremely challenging. I will be excited and motivated every day in business. Motivation is more important than dedication in building a business. It's okay to quit on a business when I no longer have the same motivation as I did when I started it. Reading quotes and books from entrepreneurs counts as working. Sales isn't going to be incredibly important in my business, so I don't need to learn how to sell. I should trade crypto or forex instead of starting a business. I should start a tech startup even though I can't program and don't have an IQ of 160. I should dump all my money into a franchise and hope it works. I can live like a wandering hobo and build a business from the beach in Thailand. 
I should move to Thailand with limited or no savings and no revenue to start a dropshipping business from scratch. I should blindly trust a random guy online who sells courses on making money. I should spend my free time chasing girls instead of building a business. I can be unethical in business and not expect to suffer the consequences. Negative beliefs about other people, like I will get more respect being seen as an intellectual than as a man of character and achievement. It's more important to be right than it is to get what I want. I should consistently argue with friends, family, and clients to prove that I'm right. People will respond well to being proven wrong. It's my duty to be angry about politics and culture. It's my duty to start arguments with other people who have different political and cultural views. When I aggressively prove someone wrong, they will bow down to my superior intellect. I should live like a caricature of an alpha male and try and dominate every conversation. My family will will appreciate me dropping truth bombs about life at Christmas dinner. Being brutally honest, blunt, and argumentative is a smart way to move through life. I shouldn't have to put any effort into learning how to win friends and influence people. I shouldn't have to put any effort into how my message will be received by others because I'm right. Being right is more effective than being right is more important than effectively persuading other people. I can make new like-minded friends as an adult. I can't make new like-minded friends as an adult. Everyone I get close to will try to screw me over. I should stop being nice to people because they'll just screw me over in the end. Everyone is selfish and only cares about themselves, except for me. Negative beliefs about politics, like I should spend the bulk of my free time reading about politics even though it makes me angry. I should spend the bulk of my free time commenting on political blogs instead of building a business. I have time to spend being angry about politics even though I'm poor. Politicians care about me even though they don't know my name. My opinion about politics is very important and my Twitter activism has an impact on the world. It's my duty to save Western society and my efforts will eventually be effective. I can have an impact on politics without billions of dollars holding office or controlling an army. I should enroll in aggressive political movements that make me angry and unhappy. I should give my mind share to political influencers so that they can get richer and more famous. I should consistently start arguments with people who don't have the same political views I do. I can post about politically incorrect topics on social media without real-world consequences. I should sacrifice my happiness for political and cultural movements. Beliefs about dating like game doesn't work and confidence and charm has no effect on women. Learning game is pointless because only quote-unquote chads who look like movie stars get laid. There are no good women in modern society, so I should just pump and dump every girl I meet. I'm not attractive enough, and there's nothing I can do about it. Taking massive action on raising my sexual market value is not worth my time. Taking massive action on raising my sexual market value won't get me significantly better quality women. I have to be disrespectful and act like an asshole to get hot women. Women are too much trouble. I should just avoid them altogether. I don't deserve to get attractive women because I'm unworthy. Complaining about women is a good use of my time. I should complain about women instead of working on my looks, status, money, and game. Negative beliefs about your looks, like I'm unattractive to women and there's nothing I can do about it. 
putting in a lot of work on my sexual market value won't get me significantly hotter women. I shouldn't have to work on my sexual market value because women should like me for who I am. I can't lose weight because of my genetics. Working out is for dumb meatheads and is a waste of time. I can't put on muscle. Real men don't take good care of their physique, hygiene, and appearance. People don't make snap judgments everywhere I go based on my hygiene, physique, and appearance. Caring about sexual market value is only for dumb, primitive, meathead douchebags. Fashion trends are arbitrary and therefore dressing well is a waste of time. I can get tens without working on my looks if I just learn the right game to say to them. Looks don't matter because the PUA guy who sells boot camps online says so. Negative beliefs about sex, like I should be ashamed of my natural masculine sexuality. I can't be a spiritual person and have a healthy sex life. Sex is dirty, wrong, and immoral. God will punish me for enjoying sex with women. I should act like an asexual robot for the approval of society. I should pretend I'm asexual in public and secretly watch pornography at home. I should feel ashamed after I have sex with a girl I'm not committed to. It's morally wrong to have sex with younger women. I suck in bed and I will never be able to please a woman. My dick is too small for me to be good in bed. Being good in bed is not important. Women aren't as sexual and horny as men. Women don't care about sex as much as men. Women who do enjoy sex are dirty and no good. My girlfriend and I don't have sex anymore, but it's not a big problem. Women don't care about sex. Sex is something women do to make men happy. I'll be emotionally fulfilled by having a ton of one-night stands. Making women come is not important and does not significantly affect my retention rates with women. Tantric, caretza, or deep spiritual sex is useless and a waste of time. Rough anonymous sex will make me happier than deeply bonded spiritual sex. Negative beliefs about relationships like, I should always avoid falling in love so that I don't get hurt. I should dump girls before things go bad so that I don't get hurt. All women lie, cheat, and steal from men. Because a woman in my past cheated on me, I don't trust any of the 3 billion women on the planet. I should cheat on my girlfriend before she cheats on me to soften the blow. Women only care about men for their money. Quality women will eventually see through me and leave me for a better guy. I'm fundamentally not worthy and don't deserve a good woman in a healthy relationship. Drama is a necessary part of every relationship. All modern women are sluts and whores, so I should just pump and dump them. I can get out of the friend zone. I can and should get my ex-girlfriend back. I'll never be able to meet another girl as good as my ex because she was the one. I'll never be able to get a quality girlfriend because I'm unworthy. I'll never be able to keep a quality girlfriend because I'm unworthy. I don't deserve a quality girlfriend, even if I somehow get lucky. I can't have healthy relationships with multiple women at the same time. It's morally wrong to have relationships with multiple women at the same time. I should commit to a girl when I don't want to if she shames and guilt trips me into it. I should let any decent looking girl girl become my girlfriend without massively screening her first. I need to get married and have kids so I can help save Western society. I should have a family and kids solely for the approval of my parents. I should get married and have kids solely for the purpose of being a respectable member of society. 
And that's just a small list of the negative beliefs that millions of guys are walking around with. Negative beliefs that are not objective reality. And every single one of those beliefs is hurting millions of men every year. And every single one of those millions of men would be better off holding completely opposite beliefs. And every single one of those negative beliefs can be dismantled, reframed, reality tested, and used to steer your experience of life back into positive territory. And not just the beliefs that I listed. Every single negative belief you have can be dismantled, reframed, reality tested, and used to steer your experience back into positive territory. When you truly understand there is no objective reality, you realize you never have to be held hostage by another belief again. And you'll see that you have a tremendous sense of freedom in being able to create your reality. But to get to that place of freedom, you need to know how to dismantle your negative beliefs. And dismantling your negative beliefs is as simple as doing three things. Number one, examining your negative beliefs. You can't change what you're not aware of. Chances are a few of the beliefs on the list that I just listed hit home. And there is a good chance that this is the first time you actually thought about those particular beliefs. Oftentimes, people carry negative beliefs around for decades subconsciously. Number two, choosing to look at your negative beliefs as mental maps instead of objective truths. When you believe a belief is an objective truth, you feel it's a waste of time to even examine the belief, even when that belief is hurting you. When you truly move beyond the idea of an objective truth, you'll open your mind to endless possibilities. When you look at beliefs as mental maps, the question becomes, how do I redraw this mental map so that I can sail out of negative territory into positive territory? You can redraw every negative mental map on the list if you put in the effort. It just comes down to wanting to find a way to win. And number three, finding a way to disagree with your negative beliefs and create a better mental map. Your negative beliefs, without question, are the result of agreement at some point in the past. Every belief on the list that hit home with you is a result of agreement in the past. And that agreement came about through either logic or emotion. Some one or some event in your life caused you to agree with a particular belief either through logic or emotion and if logic or emotion got you into a negative belief in the first place logic and emotion can get you out of the same belief an example of using logic can be used on the belief that it's your duty to spend your free time being politically engaged even when that engagement is ineffective and makes you unhappy This is not logical because it contradicts the most logical strategy for living, which is maximizing your happiness. You can't believe it's your duty to be an angry political blog commenter and be serious about being happy at the same time. You have to choose one or the other. And if you willingly choose to do things that make you unhappy, you're sabotaging yourself. A logical reframe of that belief is to choose to stop reading and watching things that make you angry because being angry is counterproductive. It doesn't mean you have to put your head in the sand and pretend everything is right in the world. It just means choosing to disengage with things that make you angry and chasing your focus from negative inputs to positive inputs like personal development is the smart thing to do. You simply examine the belief, use logic to replace the negative input with positive input, 
remove the negative emotional charge and replace it with the positive emotion, positive emotion you get from improving yourself. And if you feel guilty for removing yourself from politics, recognize that anyone that demands you do things to sabotage yourself in the name of their movement is not your friend, and therefore you owe them no loyalty. The same three tactics can be used on all your negative beliefs. One of the best things you can do for yourself is write down a list of all the beliefs that are hurting you and go through that list one by one and find a way to disagree with all of those beliefs using logic and emotion and do that until you have an effective mental map to steer you into positive territory and away from negative territory. When you do this, you can create an entirely new narrative for yourself and an entirely new reality for you to live in. Dismantling and reframing negative beliefs will take you farther than almost every personal development technique. But dismantling negative beliefs is only half the battle. The other half of the battle is creating positive outcome-based beliefs. When you go through the list of negative beliefs that we that I covered already, you'll notice that the bulk of those beliefs were statements about reality. Statements like, women only care about money. You can easily disprove that belief by listing all the other things women care about and by finding examples of women who are with guys that aren't wealthy. And you can create a better belief along the lines of, wealth is attractive to women along with many other things. But a positive Outcome-based belief is different. A positive outcome-based belief is a goal you can't prove right away because it takes time to accomplish. A goal like losing weight or building a business. Outcome-based beliefs take a different skill set than simply dismantling a negative statement about reality. An empowering outcome belief is practical, positive, and possible. Practical in the sense that it's useful to you in the real world as opposed to philosophical speculation. Positive in that the belief serves you in creating happier states. And possible in that the outcome of the belief is possible as well as within your capabilities. As opposed to a goal like playing in the NBA, which is only possible for the genetically elite. You create those outcome-based beliefs by using number one, willpower, number two, creativity, number three, emotion, and number four, logic. Willpower as in committing to creating positive outcomes for the future. Creativity as in using your creativity to overcome the doubt of you achieving that outcome. Emotion in the sense of infusing that belief with a positive emotion related to your future success and logic meaning backwards engineering other people's success and reality testing that success with regards to your capabilities. Or in some rare cases, if the outcome of your belief hasn't been done before, only deciding to pursue that goal if you have a rare insight into why it can be done, as well as a major edge in accomplishing that goal. For example, Steve Jobs inventing the smartphone was an example of a goal that was rare or audacious but ultimately possible because Steve Jobs had an insight into the process and the technological capabilities of accomplishing that goal, as well as the money to fund uh, producing that product. So an example of an empowering belief is, I can create a sales-based six-figure service business. That is a terrific belief for you if you were looking at starting your first business or if you failed in business and you were looking at starting a winning business. 
and that belief is empowering because it's number one, practical, number two, positive, number three, possible. It's practical in the sense that you're earning more income and getting control over your uh, of your revenue is useful to your life. It's positive in that success, making money and not having to work a mediocre job will make you happier. And it's possible because there are hundreds of thousands, if not millions of guys with six-figure businesses. And you can create that outcome-based belief for yourself by using willpower in the sense of committing to creating the outcome of building that six-figure business. Two, creativity, using your creativity to reframe and discard all doubt that gets in the way of your commitment. Three, emotion, infusing the end result of being successful in business with a massive positive payoff and picture. And number four, logic, using logic to find and backwards engineer the success of other businessmen. You can reality test the example of a sales-based service business where your expenses are low, your margins and ROI are high, and you're not reinventing the wheel. This business is within your capabilities because all you need to do is master a still, learn how to sell, contact a certain amount of people per day, overcome objections, deliver great customer service, work like a dog, and become psychologically strong. These are things that every guy with an IQ over 100 can do. You're not limited by genetics like you would be if you wanted to play NBA basketball, which is not possible for the vast majority of men, no matter how hard they work, how much they learn, and how tough they are. When you create the right outcome-based empowering beliefs, your quality of life will get so much better. Not only do you get to watch with pride as your belief becomes certainty, but you get to surprise yourself with how successful you become. And surprising yourself in a positive way is one of the best things in life. Also, when you set and achieve challenging goals for yourself, you'll be in good company. Our entire world is built by men who believed and achieved. All human progress is the result of an outcome-based empowering belief set to action. Oftentimes, in spite of tremendous disagreement from other people, millions of people would have disagreed with Edison on his idea for harnessing electricity. They would have called him a, a fool and a delusional old man. They would have told him that it was an objective fact that electricity wasn't possible. And they were all wrong. The result of one man's belief is that the whole world has electricity. And no one remembers the naysayers, but Ed Edison's legacy lives on long after his death. He proved them all wrong through the power of his belief, and eventually his belief became certainty. Each one of us has the direct experience of electricity in our homes. We're as certain of being able to switch on a light as we are that will come back down after we jump. Creating empowering beliefs and manifesting them into the physical world is the real alchemy. Manifesting your beliefs is magic. Getting to certainty in your outcome-based belief is a beautiful thing. And as we covered already, beliefs and certainty are not the same thing. Beliefs are useful and necessary, but they aren't certainty. Certainty is a direct result of direct experience. This logic applies not just to your statements or, uh, about reality, but to your outcome-based beliefs, which are not certain when you first design the goal. The problem with outcome-based belief is that outcome-based belief take effort, and effort can be tiring, frustrating, and painful. And that pain and sometimes lack of success will cause you to doubt the possibility of accomplishing your goal and getting your goal to certainty. And if you indulge that doubt, then you end up quitting on yourself. And this is a big problem. 
In fact, it's the biggest problem when it comes to achieving your goals. Disbelieving in your goals and then indulging that doubt is the biggest cause of failure because you can't fail when you don't quit. That's why it's better to be as close to certainty when you're designing your goals as possible. And the way you do that is to start by experiencing them now. If we continue with the example of building a six-figure business, imagine what success would be like and be as detailed as you can. From the kind of clients you have, to the condo you'd be living in, to where you live, to the money in your bank account, to the things you own. You can go online and find the things that you want and put them up on your whiteboard. You can even create a bank statement with the money you want in your account and put that up there too. Because success is creating a moment in your physical reality. So it only makes to start makes sense to start creating that moment now. Because the present moment is all that exists. You might not be able to get to total certainty without direct experience, but you can get close. You can at least get to being certain that you will build a six-figure business or you will die or be incapacitated trying. And I mean this literally. When you're truly committed, you won't quit no matter what. Only death or incapacitation will stop you. When you adopt this mentality, you become a very dangerous man indeed. Think of it like sitting in a restaurant and deciding what that you want to leave. When you decide to leave the restaurant, you're certain that you can get up and walk out the door to the point that in your mind, you're already there and thinking about the things that you're going to do when you leave. All you have to do is get the check, pull your chair out, and negotiate the obstacles in your way which are the people, tables, and chairs that are blocking your exit. You know you can do all these things because you've seen people leave restaurants thousands of times before and because you have direct experience of leaving restaurants yourself. You could also die or be incapacitated on your way out the door, but that thought doesn't cross your mind. You can apply the exact same logic to building a six-figure business, which you've decided is practical, positive, and possible, You've decided it's within your capabilities. And once you've made the commitment, you get to work on moving the obstacles out of your way, which is mastering your skill, selling, contacting 100 people per day, overcoming objections on the phone, and everything else needed to hit your goal. And when other unexpected obstacles get in your way, you move around them. The only thing that's different from building a six-figure business and walking out of a restaurant is the time it takes and the fact that you don't have experience building a business. So instead, you model other people's experiences just like you did when you were a kid and you first learned how to leave a restaurant. And since you're not going to quit, death or incapacitation is the only thing stopping you from reaching your goal. When you approach your goals with this attitude, you might not be able to get to total certainty, but you can get damn close. You can tell yourself that you'll build a six-figure business and that only death or incapacitation will get in the way of your success. And you can say that statement with total conviction because you made the decision that you're not going to quit no matter what. When you choose the right goals and approach your goals with that type of total commitment, you become a force to be reckoned to. And barring some type of freak accident, your eventual success is inevitable. And lastly, when you combine the reframing of negative beliefs to positive ones with the creation, belief, and achievement of the right goals and the right outcome-based beliefs, you recreate your entire reality for the better. And the effect will be nothing less than a monumental increase in the quality of your life 
as well as a monumental increase in the amount of control you have over your environment. So in summary, beliefs are not objective reality because there is no objective reality. Reality is experience and your experience is subjective. Your beliefs are merely statements about the reality of people, places, and things. A person's belief, beliefs are merely the best mental maps available to that person at that particular time. Beliefs are bought and sold through agreement. The bulk of most people's major beliefs are sold to them by thought leaders, often from beyond the grave. And those beliefs are being constantly challenged by more powerful arguments. Over time, the bulk of the world's widely held beliefs are dethroned by more powerful arguments. Beliefs are necessary and useful to navigate the game of life, but they're not certainty. Certainty comes from experience, and it's experience that is your reality. And your experience of life is nothing more than a series of state changes. And states are thoughts, feelings, and sensations. The logical way to live is by structuring your life so you can consistently experience the most positive states possible. To consistently experience the most positive states possible, you need to get control of your beliefs. That means making your beliefs serve you. When you serve bad beliefs, you suffer more than you have to. When you make your beliefs serve you, you live better. And living better is the most logical way to live. Every person on the planet wants to feel as much pleasure and as little pain as possible. And anyone who tells you differently is either a liar or completely unaware of their motivations. The right beliefs will maximize the pleasure you get out of life and minimize the pain. Positive beliefs are mental maps that steer your ship into the territory of positive experiences. Negative beliefs are mental maps that steer you into the territory of negative experiences. And there is nothing logical about willingly choosing negative experiences. Negative beliefs can and do kill, both metaphorically and literally. There are one million suicides every year, and every one of them is the end result of a negative belief. But it doesn't have to come to suicide to feel the effects of negative beliefs. Every single negative belief you have results in negative experiences. And negative experiences are counterproductive to living your ideal life. And every single negative belief that you have is within your control to dismantle, reframe, and steer towards a positive belief. Structuring your life to be as happy as possible is the most logical thing you can do. The foundation of your ideal lifestyle is built on your belief system. When you choose to reframe your negative beliefs to positive ones, create positive outcome-based beliefs, and commit to achieving those goals, you build your house on a solid foundation. With positive beliefs, you can create an epic narrative for yourself and recreate your reality. With positive beliefs, you can learn to exert incredible control over your environment. With positive beliefs, you can manifest magic in the physical world. From cars to skyscrapers to smartphones, every massive step forward for mankind is a direct result of positive people applying positive beliefs to reality. When you commit to positivity, you become a force for good, for yourself and for others. All that's good in the world comes from positive people, and positivity is the only path that makes sense. So commit to building the best beliefs you can, commit to positivity, and create the life you deserve.